You're listening to the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Football Podcast with host Howard Bender and John and Themba. What's going on, FA Nation? John and Themba here with Howard Bender. Welcome into the Fantasy Alarm NFL DFS Podcast. Recording here for week seven of the NFL season. Howard, we hit the bye week blues last week in week six, but I think we're really going to feel it here in week seven. But some of the bigger priority teams that we've used in DFS off this week, Philadelphia Eagles, Buffalo Bills, Minnesota Vikings, Los Angeles Rams, all off the main slate here. And then, of course, we're also dealing with these primetime games. Notably on Thursday, we have the Arizona Cardinals and New Orleans Saints out. On Monday night, we have the Chicago Bears and the New England Patriots. Sunday night football. Drawing a quick blank here. Can you help me out? Who's Sunday night football matchup? It is... Sunday night football is actually Pittsburgh against Miami. Pittsburgh and Miami. So we're losing Tyreek Hill. We're losing Jalen Waddell in that spot. So some very popular plays in DFS that we've used so far this season. We have an 11-game main slate because of bye weeks and primetime games. But we still have some matchups that we can attack, and I think that it should make for a pretty interesting week when it comes to lineup construction. It's definitely fixing to be an interesting week. I, I really, I genuinely, I, the, the bye week is is really the killer as far as not having Buffalo, not having Philadelphia. Those two teams are probably present the biggest. Of course, no Coop, no 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 Cooper Cup, no Justin Jefferson as well. But I, you know what? Man? I like I like sometimes I like taking those guys off the slate because any knucklehead can go in there and lock in Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson and then throw 150 lineups in there and hope that those dart throws through, that they yeah. end up working, Matt. And instead, you know, instead of being able to like rely on Cup or Jefferson to be a hundred yard receiver that week, they actually have to like dig into the matchups more. So I feel like it kind of favors the, 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 the actual player who does the research. Yeah, I agree with you. Like I said, Diggs, Allen were two very popular plays all season long. You kind of just threw them in there. They never really let you down, especially Josh Allen week in, week out was going out there and giving you top tier performances. So when it comes to sort of that roster construction, finding the matchups, finding the slate, and how you're going to go about attacking it, definitely I think we can go a bunch of different ways. Now there are obviously key matchups that we like this week. Dallas against Detroit, we know is one that we're going to be looking to go up against. The Chargers against Seattle is going to be another one that people are, are going to be pretty high on. And then Cincinnati, Atlanta, I think it will be another one that will probably be fairly popular this week from a game stacking perspective here. Howard, while we jump into it, we'll look at the quarterback position. I do the quarterback coach. I was big on Lamar Jackson this week, still am, but obviously now that there's their injury designation on how worried are you about Lamar Jackson if this is... First, do you believe this injury is anything worthwhile? Being a limited participation in practice due to a hip, would that is that enough to take you off of him if he's limited all week? Or do you need to see a full practice from him maybe Thursday or Friday for him to be worthy of your lineups. I wouldn't mind seeing a full practice out of him, but I, it's also not mandatory because I, I think if, if he's playing, right, then then he's good to go. Because when you look at this matchup against Cleveland, to me, this is, this is a lot of Lamar Jackson running. Kenyon Drake is not a guy who takes it between the tackles. He's a guy who tries to beat the edge rushers on the outside. With Miles Garrett and, and Jadavion Clowney and the pass rush that they've got for Cleveland, I think this is going to be a lot of chasing Lamar Jackson around and he's going to take off. Or he's going to, he's going to step up in the pocket a lot more and just take off running on his own there because 
the guys on the outside are, are trying to converge on him. So I, I genuinely believe that this is more of like a, a Lamar Jackson week than any other week when you look at Baltimore and how they match up for the running game against Cleveland. Yeah, we saw Bailey Zappi last week for New England throw for over 300 yards and two touchdowns against the same Browns defense. Rashad Bateman returned to practice this week, so Jackson getting his number one receiver back. Quote-unquote number one receiver, obviously Mark Andrews being there. Mark Andrews also missed practice yesterday with a knee injury, so that's something to also continue to monitor as the weeks go on. Top plays that we're looking for here for Baltimore. If we're not going to Baltimore against Cleveland, as I mentioned, you have the Chargers home against Seattle, you have Cincinnati home against Ed, home against Atlanta. I rank those two quarterbacks next. I don't know where you have Patrick Mahomes, but I might even have him below Dak Prescott, who is returning to practice, cleared to go against Detroit. I mean, Mahomes on the road against San Francisco, maybe a really interesting contrarian play. There. I actually just added him into the watch list today for that. I had a nice conversation with Adam Ronis. You know, we were on the all-new Cash It podcast. He and I were talking, and we did went, went through all the point spreads. And I was looking at this point spread, and I'm like, man, San Francisco, they travel across country. They get embarrassed by Atlanta. It's They, they just they look terrible. They've got a bunch of injuries in their secondary right now. And, and, and there's just, and they, they seem to be struggling. And now you've got Kansas City, who we all know, everybody just loves on Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes, again, like I wish I loved anything more like the way Chris Collinsworth loves Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. So I look at this and I'm like, well, why are the Chiefs only a two and a half point favorite here on the road? Like that to me seemed, the spread just seemed a little off. Adam agreed. And, and we both turned around and said, it just makes me want to take, San Francisco yeah. with the points because it's a, it's that weird spread. And so I added that to the playbook, to the, uh, to the watch list, because here's the thing. If San Francisco does jump out to a lead and then the second half comes, Mahomes is just going to throw. Yeah. He's, he's not going to, if they get down, let's say, because we've seen them, right? We've seen the chiefs go down 14 points over the last couple of seasons mm-hmm. here. Like when that happens, then it's all about Mahomes and it's all about him throwing. And where is he going to go? So when I look at the the lineup this week for quarterbacks, I would I would use Mahomes. I'd use a naked Mahomes. I'd tag him with anybody yeah. because I'm not really sure where he's going to end up finding that success, especially with the way San Francisco can handle the, the the tight end position. Yeah. So to me, a naked Mahomes, he's doable. Obviously, I like Herbert more. I like Burrow more. I'm with you. I like Dak Prescott. But yeah, I think as a contrarian GPP play. I kind of like Mahomes. Yeah, again, I I think that's where, and we saw that last week as well uh, with the ownership. Mahomes only 6% rostered in that game against Buffalo because everybody went Buffalo and then everybody went whomever it was uh, below him, Kyler. Everybody went Kyler Murray against Seattle, Uh which which busted. Not not a good performance there for that Arizona-Seattle game. I mean, both games actually came in on the under, right? Both were well over 50-point totals in Vegas, and, and they both came in on the under. But everybody was off Mahomes last week. I think it will be the same thing this week. They'll be off of them. How do you rank Herbert Burrow and? I don't. I just I'm looking at him, and I and I just I like what I see. It's going to depend really about how much price I have in there. I mean, listen, I like Herbert a, a ton, but I think Eckler's going to be able to to do some damage there. Again, I, I don't see them having Dak Prescott throwing all willy nilly on Detroit, especially with the fact that this one Dallas's defense can contain. We saw what New England's defense did to Detroit. Coming mm-hmm. off a bye week or not, Dallas still has a tremendous pass rush, and they can rattle Jared Goff. So is Dak going to be able to have to throw? 
Joe Burrow, I do believe Joe Burrow will have to throw a bunt in this. So it's kind of a, a, a toss-up here, really, between Burrow and Herbert for me. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you there. I'm interested to see the Keenan Allen update. I saw that Allen might actually sit this one out as well. The Chargers have their bye week next week, and then Allen could be back for week nine. But we'll see, uh, obviously, that full update for him. It's a, it's a 4 o'clock game, though, so that's kind of a kind of a tough situation there if we don't get that news early enough on I'm Keenan, but I'm with you. Austin Eckler is one of my favorite running backs, and we'll touch upon that in a moment. But yeah, Burrow, for sure, I think a core play for a lot of lineups. If we're going in the mid-tier range here, guys that are sort of in that low 6K spot, Derek Carr at 5,900, I think, stands out to me. But mm-hmm. I don't know. How do you feel about Brady? Like, Rodgers against Washington. Rodgers hasn't really played that well. It's kind of like Carr and then maybe like one or two other value guys. I think spending up at quarterback is just where everybody's going to go this week. It's very possible. I read what you wrote about Rodgers in the in the quarterback coach, and you've got him as a fade. For me, I'm kind of thinking that he could be that contrarian pick again. And and you, you look at him with the attitude. He's probably been severely embarrassed over these last two weeks, losing to the Jet, Giants and the Jets on two continents, no less. <laughs> right. And two at weeks, home. Two continents, two losses. Yeah. Last oh, week, last week on the Fantasy Football Podcast, I do every week with Andrew Cooper. I saw that the Giant, the the Packers were seven point favorites, and I said in that podcast, I'm like, I would honestly bet the Jets money line. I don't know what people were looking at with Green Bay to think that they were a touchdown favorite over the Jets, but I I didn't see anything the way Green Bay was playing for them to be that big of a favorite. And I was like, honestly, the way the Jets are playing, I could honestly see them winning, and I would bet them the money line if I could. They ended up winning outright. So, unfortunately, still live in a state where I can't make that bet or else I probably would have had some nice cash coming my way. I know a guy. I know a guy. He'll help you out. Yeah, exactly. So, I I don't know. Like I said, nothing to me. Green Bay is a good football team. So. No, nothing says that either. But is is Washington's piss poor secondary the cure for what ails you? Maybe. (laughs) Right? Alan Lazard, Aaron Rodgers, throw it in a lineup. Right? Like. Yeah, that listen. What, that, if you want to do a full stack, use Tunyon, right? That's a lot I, of investment. I, kinda, I, I, I don't hate that, but I'm with you. I like Carr a lot. I don't like Goff going up against Dallas. No. I'm not. I'm lukewarm on on Trevor Lawrence. I'm actually lukewarm on Geno Smith too. I don't really. I know that it could go back and forth, but I think the luck's running out on him. I think the lowest I would probably go here. Well, there are two low ones that I would go. One like. Dirt, 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 dirt cheap. And then there's Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, who I like going up against Kansas City, just in the sense of everything that I just said about the whole point spread. Everything I just said about the whole point spread has me wondering if Jimmy Garoppolo, if the San Francisco stack in a game that has like a 48 and a half over under, like if that's, is is that the one to go to? Yeah, I, I agree. I have Jimmy G again written up in the quarterback coach this week. And again, it all goes about how you think rosters are going to be constructed. And because you can get that value quarterback and the wide receivers this week, there, there, there aren't as many like must have spend up wide receivers. Like we talked about, there's no digs. There's no, there's no Jefferson. Obviously there's Chase and there's Adams and guys like that, but you know, we're, we're not talking about guys that are consistently over 9K that we're having to throw money at this week. It feels like you can spend up a little bit at running back, which hasn't been the case this season. We've been doing a lot of mid-tier running backs. So you spend down at value at quarterback with Garoppolo if you're going to go that way. You can get your Kittle as, as sort of a higher price tight end. You can get Ayuk or Samuel in there pretty easily. And you're getting exposure to the highest point, one of the higher point total games of the slate. 
I also think that could, that could be popular. I think Garoppolo could be a popular play this week for those I who hope aren't not. up. I hope not. Come on, we we crushed it. I heard you and James on the podcast last week, and you guys talked a little bit about Burrow and Chase. I told everybody also on the Friday Fantasy Alarm Show, I, on the Sunday morning game day show, I think I also, I put it out, oh, and I put it in the playbook. Yeah. Like, I even said it. I, I was like, here's like, there's a little nugget in the playbook that you're going to want. And I said... Burrow and and Chase because everybody's going to be on Buffalo, Kansas City, and everybody's going to be on Seattle, Arizona. Yeah, and and so what you need to do is you need to find the next one that's going to and do it that way. So I was kind of hoping that this week it would be that that maybe looking in a in that direction might be good, but I guess the uh, oh yeah yeah because I figure a lot of people are going to be on Detroit, Dallas. Yeah. 49 over under, that's and right. I think a lot of people are going to be on Seattle and the Chargers. Yep. I agree, and I I wonder, I I wonder how many people get don't play Herbert though this week because they're playing Eckler. That's where ah yeah me likey me likey. That's kind of where I'm thinking, but who knows? Well, we get our draft at, draft percentage forecast. Right? I think that's out right now. Actually, we're recording here Thursday afternoon, so we can maybe get an early look at some of those projections there. If you're part of the All Pro package, again, you can see it on the screen, or if you're listening, go to fantasy.com/allpro. Use promo code NFL50. You get 50% off the first six months of our monthly package. It's about 20 bucks a month. So uh, no, no better time now than join. You get that draft percentage forecast and get an idea of where the chalk and non-chalk is going to be on this slate. So something to watch there. What is your cheap, cheap running back? Are you are you going Taylor Heineke here? Is that who you're you're thinking about? Yep, absolutely. Why not? Listen, I think if, if you can get away, I mean, Heineke, Terry McLaurin, and Curtis Samuel, or maybe Logan Thomas plays, I feel like that's a, that's going to be another cheapy cheapy. That'll, that'll let you get in like that, that doing something like that and allows you to get the Austin Eckler into your lineup and the Jamar chase into your lineup and, and give you that kind of flexibility to do certain things like that. And so, yeah, listen, I just, I, I Carson Wentz is just terrible. And, yeah. and I and we've seen Heineke come through and air it out. And so now maybe that he's got a supportive ground game that they can legitimately rely on. And Brian Robinson, maybe it kind of it keeps the pressure off of him and it allows him to do things. Because, you know, what Terry McLaurin can beat Jair Alexander. He can do that. He, he's definitely, we, we've seen him beat him deep. And, and then so then you look to, to Samuel as like the, the PPR monster there. I just, I feel like... Green Bay's secondary can be extremely vulnerable to to some heavy passing. I think that he's going to throw because yeah. I believe that Aaron Rodgers is going to throw. Yep, I, I don't I don't hate it. Again, you're if you're making twenty lineups, you, you make him in one. He's not really. I don't suggest making Haneke your corpse. I don't. No. Think we're, we're not suggesting that either. Just <laughs> sometimes, Howard, we have to literally say it, or people. Like, you said play Taylor Haneke. Like, no, I mean, sure, I said it, but you know, like. In context, right? So, again, if you're making multiple lineups, contrarian play, fine. If you're playing cash games, if you're making one lineup and you're a little risk-adverse, so you don't you don't play Heineke there. Running back position. Again, no running backs over 9K this week. We have CMC at 8,400 against Tampa Bay. He got all the volume he wanted last week, but, I mean, this isn't, again, a, isn't a great matchup for him. Sam Darnold may be coming back. They designated him to return. I don't know if they've officially announced he, he he will start or if he's eligible to start for this week. But they had Jacob Easton and P.J. Walker last week as quarterbacks. Like, nothing going for, for, for Carolina here. I already said this. So, the chalk plays, I think. Eckler 
8,300 against Seattle teams. Running backs have had a lot of success against Seattle. And Eckler, over these last three weeks, has really been the RB1 to football. 24, 38, and 34 fantasy points. He's got, he got six touchdowns, or five touchdowns over the last two weeks. He had 16 targets against Denver. That was crazy, right? I loved it. His over-under prop, Howard, for catches was four. <laughs> I bet it. We said it on the Sunday night show. Ryan Hallam and I, we do the Fantasy Sun postgame show on Sunday nights. When we're previewing Monday Night Football, we give our lock prop play of the week. And Austin Eckler, four catches, we're like, go bet that now. It's it's way too low. This is your prop lock of, of the week for the Monday Night Football game. And 10 catches. He more than doubled it. If Keenan Allen is out, again, the targets that he gets anyways in this offense is ridiculous. But when Keenan Allen isn't there, he's just a safety blanket for Herbert. It is just a safety blanket for Herbert, 100%. 100%. Derrick Henry, fresh off a bye at home against Indy earlier this year, ran all over them. 22 mm-hmm. carries, 114 yards, and a score. The big thing to note versus Derrick Henry is also now his involvement in the passing game. Look at these last three games, 30 more receiving yards, getting two or more catches in three straight games, kind of adding to his fantasy total. I know we think of, of Indy as, as a good defense, but they haven't really been great at times this year i know it kind of depends on what the middle of that defense looks like with, with shack uh, leonard and is it buckner right is their defensive tackle there yeah dual deforest buckner's fine on the offensive line it's not having shack leonard in the yeah. middle of uh, the middle linebacker that really has been it's been keeping indy vulnerable against the, the the run right up the because usually when shack leonard gets that push behind buckner it's enough to uh, to stop somebody like derrick henry but yeah, again, it's you're gonna have to wait and see what the health looks like there. Shaq is Shaq Leonard is questionable still, so not sure of 100 yet of whether or not he's gonna play. Yeah, so Eckler Henry at the top. That on next tier you have Barkley against Jacksonville. Fournette, who isn't really doing much running the football, but again, the targets for him are insane. The the, the catches for him as well, over five catches in four straight weeks. Receive receiving touchdowns in three straight weeks. For, for Leonard Fournette. So Tom Brady, no, no issues at all throwing to the running back there. Those two guys at 79 and $7,700 over on DraftKings, I think will be a pretty popular plays as well. But I think Josh Jacobs is your chalk running back at 6,500. I think that is the one that gets plugged into a ton of lineups. The early lineups that I've made, Howard, have included Eckler and Jacobs or a combination of Jacobs and Kenneth Walker as my trio running back group i could not agree with you more right everybody loves conflict on podcasts nope we're we're in lockstep harmony here i agree with you completely josh jacobs is the cover boy of the uh, of the watch list for a very specific reason and so yeah i love josh jacobs 100 percent. i will happily uh use him i think kenneth walker is a fantastic paid only 5800 on DraftKings. i think he's an absolute fantastic pay down if i'm listen that's that's been one of the saving graces here, or at least it was for last week also, is the value running backs are really are starting to finally pan out. And listen, they'll price some of the guys back up a little bit, but instead of spending all of that money for a McCaffrey, a Derrick Henry, you've been able to get away with the last couple of weeks with your your Josh Jacobs, your Kenneth Walkers, Brees Hall even. He's, yeah, he's Brees Hall guy. against Denver, I think, is a sneaky pivot. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to talk big plays? I mean, Brees Hall's been making big plays, and he's proving why he was that early second-round pick for them. I wish he was involved a little bit more in the passing game. We've seen him be involved and, and have a big production, but just two catches in each of the last three games. One of those games, he had that 79-yard catch and run, which really boosted his total, but the last two weeks running the football has been really strong. In Denver, obviously, it can be a little bit tough, but this is where I think running up against Denver Maybe a little bit of a tough spot, but where his pass catching ability, again, Austin Eckler just had 10 catches on 16 targets against the same defense. Right, but again, that's that that was that's that's the way they do it with Austin Eckler, and what are they going to sure. suddenly do that with Michael Carter? Again, being a pass catching running back, you you'd obviously like to see that, but I mean, it's it's not it's not the be all end all. If your guy's going to get rushing yardage and the guy's going to get rushing touchdowns. Then, then I'll forego pass catching. I, I've foregone pass catching with Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb sure. for years. Why do I have to really? Why, why do I have to worry that that's what's gonna? That, that's what Brees Hall needs in order to to hit value. Well, I think it's just because I know it's part of his skill set. With Chubb and with Henry, you're you're getting generally multiple rushing touchdowns, right? So you and, and you can almost count that mm-hmm. as that's being in their sort of skill set. Brees Hall, we know, can score multiple touchdowns, but the Jets' offense hasn't really proven to be a team that scores a lot. So when you need, if you're thinking Brees Hall is maybe only going to get one touchdown, then you would like to have some of those extra fantasy points coming, by the way, of him catching a screen pass or a wheel route or something like that where he can get a 20 or 30-yard catch involved. So I agree with you, it's not necessary, but if a team just like Denver just gave up 10 catches to Austin Eckler, I don't need them to throw 15 times to Brees Hall, but if you can get five catches in this game to go along with his 15, 18 carries. I mean, again, I'm just looking for a way for him to hit his ceiling without having to get in two, three scores. I gotcha. I gotcha. How are you approaching the Dallas running backs? How are you approaching the Dallas running backs? Well, I think Elliott is getting the volume, regardless of the Tony Pollard truthers and their wish. (laughs) Now, it doesn't mean that I don't think Tony Pollard can rip off a 50-yard run in this game. I think he's definitely capable of doing that. But just the fact that we know that Elliott is going to be getting those carries, I mean... 15, 15, 19, 22, 13, last five games, three of the last four. He's got over 70 yards rushing. He's got rushing touchdowns in two of the last four weeks. We know Detroit, horrible run defense, horrible run defense. And we think Dallas is going to be playing from ahead. I, I think Elliott, again, is a, is a pretty strong play. I think he's a cash game play. I've got him sitting in the in the watch list. I agree with you completely. I'm not into the whole Tony Pollard thing. I just, I, I again, like they're, they're, people are, they, 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 they hold on to it. And they keep they keep hoping that things are going to happen or that it's going the, the player's going to break out if they if they say it often enough then right. maybe it'll happen and then all of a sudden it's their their thing. But the problem is is that they're misleading their followers or their subscribers or their wrist listeners or their readers because they're like yeah 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 Tony Pollard you got to draft him big you got to do this you got to do that and there's no consistency from them yeah. whatsoever. We know that they love Zeke. We know Jerry Jones loves Zeke. You know, Mike McCarthy prefers Zeke, so... The, the, Cow- the Cowboys payroll prefers Zeke because they, they're giving him <laughs> all that money. The one thing with Tony Pollard, right, and this is what people will point to, he's had three games where he's had over 13 fantasy points this season of, of the five that they've played, or that he's that he's played, rather, or six, rather, that he's played. And in those three games, he had a long catch of 46 yards, he had a long run of 46 yards, he had a long run of 57 yards. So you need that home run. 
for him for him to hit that right. double digit fantasy point. So I mean, if there's to, a, if there's a team for him to do it against, it's probably Detroit. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you want to be different again, if you're making twenty lineups, you're and you're stacking Dallas. Of course, pop him in. Of course, pop him in. I agree with you. Any other value running backs for you this week? Five K or under? No, I don't really think so. I I have no interest in in. Drake or Murray, and those guys are at 51, 52. Looking further below that, no. I don't think that there's really anybody that I have any interest in at all. Maybe, how about, you know what? Here you go. Are you sitting down? Because I can't I see you. Down. Are you? Who are you Jerick playing? Ma- Jerick McKinnon, revenge game narrative. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's who you have coming back from your from your, your stack. Instead of it being Marquez Valdez-Scantling, you make it Jerick McKinnon. I mean that is definitely different. I will, I will, I will grant you. I will grant you that. But if he breaks off some long runs, we started against Las Vegas, right? When they were playing against the Raiders, he ran the ball better than Clyde Edwards-Helaire in that game, and they gave him extra touches because of it. So yeah, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe an interesting thing there. What's the? Well, we're not really going to run against Dallas, I guess. I was going to say, what's the Swift status? But not really as in. Yeah, I'm not. It's not a. It's not dazzling me. Yeah. Not this week, at least. I mean, I think as a pass catching back and somebody who, can, who thrives on the outside work, I think it's doable. But would you I'm play, not. Would you play ATM this week? Yeah, I mean the Giants do a decent job too, don't they? Sure, yeah, yeah. Generally, I mean, you know, they, they're, the game flow. They're, they're probably the 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 softest five and one team out there, but still. Yep, that's fine. All right, let's go to wide receiver then. Is that fair? Yeah, it is fair. Adams, Adams is 87, Chase is 82. They're your top two price guys. But we've talked about it already. Like, we like San Francisco here. Debo Samuel is $7,600. Mike Williams at 72. Pittman's at 74. What are your thoughts on a 7K and above range? What are my thoughts on a 7K and above range wide receiver? Listen, I, Devontae Adams is, is a is a fantastic play obviously houston secondary not really that good i I don't think that Derek carr is going to have to throw that much on him and like you said earlier we're in on josh jacobs so for me adams he's a great play you want to lock him down but you know i mean not in a cash game if you're going to use jacobs you don't want to stack right i do like jamar chase a a bunch i think that's that's something nice i am not going to buy into the michael pittman move this week okay. I, Matt Ryan ain't throwing 50 times again in this game and he's I just don't see Pittman I mean it's it's a great matchup for him but I just don't see the volume coming sure I agree with you. I, 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 I'm in that same range. Especially, again, if Taylor's back as well, they're going to look to run the football. So something to look there. I like Williams. I, I, I do love some Mike Williams. Yep. yep. Williams if there's no Keenan Allen. Uh, mm-hmm. Back for sure. Williams, even if there is a Keenan Allen, to be honest. Yeah, Allen's probably, I mean, because Allen would probably be limited a bit, right? A little bit limited, probably run mostly underneath routes. They'll, they'll pepper like him and Everett in, in the underneath work, which will just open things up for Williams more. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you on that one as well. Is that fair? Yeah. What do you think about I'm on Ross St. Brown? Is he the guy that burns Travion Diggs this week? Travion Diggs this week? Probably. Probably. I, again, that's that's another situation where I look at and say maybe not as much volume as you would want, specifically because I think the pass rush disrupts Jared Goff, and and I think that you you can get you you could beat Trevon Diggs on the on that pass. Is are you paying seventy one hundred for three catches for seventy two yards and a touchdown? 
Well, do you think he only has three? I guess probably because Diggs keeps him shut down for the rest of the game. You think? Yeah, he like yeah. I'll give him, I'll give him five catches for for eighty five yards. Sure. Is, is that is that is that where you you want for seventy one? Yeah, probably not. Probably not. I agree with you. I mean, I I, I agree. Well, a little GBP play for sure. Definitely a GBP. Listen, I I think you know anybody in a situation like that where everybody thinks that Trevon Diggs is this big shutdown corner. I I definitely think that that guy is always worth a look in GPP. Absolutely. Sure. Mid-tier, seven or sorry, six K range wide receivers. I I mean, CD Lamb's right there. Yep. Uh, assuming Dak is back, like you're gonna, even if he gets Akuda again, I think Lamb Lamb I think should should have a lot of success here. T Higgins at 64, Godwin, mm-hmm. Amari Cooper at 61. I like a lot this week as well against Baltimore's defense. Lazard's at 61. Uh, how are you targeting this this tier? Again, I, I like this tier. If I can get a, a player or two in that in that range, I'm super psyched about it. I like Higgins a, a bunch in this matchup. I think it's a, it's always a great matchup, especially with with how much coverage Jamar Chase always uh, always warrants. Godwin, I like. I tell you, I think at some point, pissed off Brady is going to take it out on on a pass defense. <laughs> He's gonna. He's got to do it at some point. So I think Godwin's in a good spot. I like your call on Cooper. And listen, Lazard for me, again, it's 75 and a touch from from, from Lazard and 6,100. That pays value. That's That to me is a great cash game play. Does it have that GPP upside that we want? No, probably not. But I'll definitely, I would, I, I have no problem locking in Lazard against this secondary at 6,100 in a cash game because I know where I'm getting, I know I'm getting a touchdown from him. I know I'm going to get at least 60 to 70 yards. Sure. I agree, I agree with you. I, th- I think that he's, as we mentioned, you you made the, obviously the call on your XM show. You thought by year's end, Lazard and Mike Williams would be right there. In PPR, <laughs> in PPR leagues right now, Alan Lazard is, is averaging more fantasy points per game than than Mike Williams is. So not DraftKings points because they have 100-yard bonuses over here, but it's 15.3 to 15.1 over on DraftKings for fan, fantasy points per game. So Don't tell Kevin Tompkins. Yeah. So the uh, Lazard train <laughs> is on the tracks. Terry McLaurin's 59. He talked about it. I liked it. $5,900 for him there. I, I guess I don't know the, the situation with Denver's quarterback play, but I still like Judy at 57. I know people are down on Judy, but... I believe in the man. I don't think he's, I, I believe he's in the not man. the one that's going to be on the soft gardener. So I think he could get some spots here. I, I just, I, I believe in the man. I don't believe in the system. That's the problem right now. It's Hackett. It's Hackett and it's, it's, it's out and it's their, it's their play calling. It's just, I mean, it's more vanilla than, than you. Yeah. Well, not always the worst. Not always the worst thing. No, John, you're not always the worst. Not always the worst thing. Despite what your fiance probably says about you on a regular basis, you are no, not no. the worst thing. No, Rebecca's Rebecca's fine. So we have that. Judy's at 57. <laughs> Juju's... Oh, did she listen to the podcast? Is that why you just did that? Sometimes. Juju's at Juju's at 56. <laughs> Gallup, Gallup, I like at 51. If you're talking, I love Gallup at 51. Right. I think that's a great spot for Gallup here. Bateman, if he's back, would you have any interest? Is it, is it a GPP? If he's fine, if he's not limited, yeah, I, I definitely like him. He's another. He's he's one of those. He's good for the long touchdown. Mm-hmm. I so agree too. yeah, I, I definitely like that. I mean, I have to look and see. I, I haven't dug too deeply into the return of Greedy Williams and what Denzel Ward's injury status is yet. But 
either way, still Bateman is a uh, he's 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 a solid play at fifty two hundred. Uh, again, but I agree with you. I'd pay down to fifty one for Michael Gallup. Yep. for sure. I think Romeo Dobbs might be popular this year, this week. I think he's going to be popular this week too. Five K is a very low price tag for him. He's getting eight mm-hmm. nine targets a game. Yeah. So at five K, I, I like me some some Romeo Dobbs, and and if people are looking more Gallup, that that could that could be interesting as well. So true. Uh, under 5K, guys. Anybody standing out to you? Under 5K, guys. All right, let's see. Let's roll through. I'll always be interested in Alec Pierce at 4,600, for sure. With Bateman back. Oh, you know what? I, I do like $1 Robinson at 45. I think he fits the scheme really well. And I think that he can do a lot of those underneath routes and pick up yards after the catch. So at 45, I, I definitely like him. We talked about Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He's playing almost 100% of the snaps yep. regularly now. It's just a matter of getting those targets to uh, to turn into to, to turn into something a little bit more. He got shut out last week, which was very upsetting. Yes. But I know yeah, <laughs> Hardman he, paid off. He ran like 100% of the routes and and got and got got shut out. I don't think we mentioned Brandon Ayuk at 6K, but Brandon Ayuk at 6K is going to be popular this week. Yeah, I think he's definitely going to be popular. Listen, any guy after coming off of a two touchdown game is going to be popular. Yeah, Tyquan Thornton is going to be popular this week. Yeah, I agree with you. He should be though. He should be, but he'll See, be he'll be shut out slate though. So, oh, that's right, that's right. He will be shut out slate. See, for me, I look at Tyquan Thornton and for like if anybody who does have, obviously if you're playing DFS, you probably play seasonal as well. To me, he's a guy that you just you pick up and you stash. He's not a guy you pick up and start. Even though it's against the Bears this week, we can't count on two touchdowns from him every game. You still have Devontae Parker. You still have Jacoby Myers. But he looked good enough to kind of pique the curiosity that you make the grab, you put him on your bench, and then you see how he develops. Maybe in a a week or two, all of a sudden, he, he does become much more of a of a of a guy who Mac Jones is is locking in on. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't hate on Tyquan Thornton. I'm just I'm not going to use him this week, and everybody's going to use him this week. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, yeah, that's going to be a going to be a showdown play when he, when he's in there for uh, for for Monday's football game. There, let's see anybody else in this four K. I mean, you you mentioned yeah. Robinson. If if Bateman doesn't play, Duvernay for sure is still in play. Yes. Mm-hmm. Alec Pierce killed everybody last week. Oh, not last week. Two weeks ago. Nah, I guess not. I guess he had he ended up with a touchdown in that game, huh? He saved people then. For a while, Alec Pierce wasn't doing anything in that game. Three for 49, a touchdown. Would you go back to Alec Pierce then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I definitely would go back to Alec Pierce. I think that he's being locked in on. I mean, again, it's just, it's a salary saver. So it's like, it's how, how much are you, how much, how much do you want him to do in order to like, hit value for you and at 4600 it's it's good if he's yeah. going to average 10 dk points I'm, I'm okay there with it for that price again here's the thing pierce to me is a is a is cash game play to 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 save some money right sure. to, to pay down at 4600 you go to an alec pierce because he is a reliable guy he's like a it's like he's, he's like a budding adam thielen like a poor man's thielen at yeah. this point i like it I like so that. I would I would do that. I think there's more upside with a Wandale Robinson. I think that there's more upside with a um, a Romeo Dubs. I, I I think, but I think you've got a good floor with Pierce. Okay. Anybody cheaper? Anybody jumping out? Miko Hardman. You called him last week. Had a good game. Yeah, you not, go back? not yet. I mean, I we're we're gonna have to wait and see the health of the San Francisco secondary before 
determining exactly which KC wide receiver you you want a piece of. But yeah, there's nothing there's nothing cheaper. Although Denver's run defense isn't that great, so for thirty six hundred, why wouldn't you go for Braxton Berrios? I mean, hope they get a I hope he gets an end around or something like that. What's worse, relying on Taysom Hill or Braxton Berrios? Back to back weeks with an end around touchdown, so certainly possible. <laughs> what, what on Lavisca Chenault or Terrence Marshall for you? I was actually just going to ask you where did you see the comments I earlier did. today that that Steve Wilkes says that they, or the the guy for the, the beat writer from the Athletic says that Terrace Marshall now that Robbie Anderson is gone is due for a a big increase in workload. Yeah, I guess the head coach there said both Chenault and Marshall would be like have he hasn't decided yet who's going to be the starting receiver in place of of Robbie Anderson. Chenault has been priced. Marshall's thirty four, so. Whoever starts against Tampa Bay, it's not great, but they, they may find their way into lineups just because of the price point. They could. They definitely could. All right, let's go to tight end. Let's go to tight end. Kelsey and Andrews are your top two guys. Yeah. You can, anything Andrew, else is anything else is crap. I don't think so. I think Andrews is – I'm, I'm putting Andrews over Kelsey this week. Okay. Um, I can take that. And then I'm going to play Kittle. I'm going to play Kittle over Kelsey. Okay. Finally getting some looks there for Kittle. Again, we think the game flow for this one could lend to San Francisco throwing the football. I mean, eight catches, ten targets last week is a top-tier production for Mr. George there. So I'm, I'm liking that a lot. In the mid-tier, though, Ninjoku, I'm fine against Baltimore. Again, against tougher matchups lately. Chargers and the had success. Baltimore, we know their secondary has been really bad. So I think Ninjoku at 42 is, is a pretty interesting spot. And then if Keenan Allen isn't in, Gerald Everett, you talk about a little revenge, played there last year, obviously, didn't have a great season. Seattle giving up all the yards and points to tight ends here. I think Everett is, in a, is a, probably a core play for me in cash games, especially if Keenan Allen's out. Yes. I also, by the way, just for the the record, I do think that Darren Waller is a good contrarian play this week. Okay against Houston. And I don't think anybody's going to be on him because he's been disappointing, but this matchup with Houston, I think I like it. I love your your call on Najoku. I I've, I've been I've been in on him since the preseason. I I know that you're so you're anti Rodgers, so you're not going to be in on Tunyon, but I do think that Tunyon is a is an intriguing play. I wouldn't play him over Gerald Everett or David Najoku. It would make me think twice between that and the ultimate revenge game narrative here of Evan Engram against the the, uh, the New York Giants. Yeah, I was going to go down to maybe Dalton Schultz at 3,600. He practiced in full, so he feels like he's healthy. He's maybe a Dak ret- with Dak returning. We know the chemistry that those two have mm-hmm. together. Week one, when Dak got hurt, he had seven catches for 62 yards in that game. So I, I think Dalton at 36. But yeah, Evan Ingram, of course, you know, our boy Andrew Cooper, they're excited for this matchup. Finally getting some looks there for Jacksonville. 3,300 for sure going to be a guy to take a peek at. And Noah Fan for me. If, if Noah Fan has a pretty high target rate per route run. We talked about this on the Fantasy Football Podcast, myself and Andrew Cooper. This, the snap share is still relatively split with Will Disley. Like they're running like, they're both playing uh-huh. like 40% of snaps. But Noah Fan gets targeted on like 23% of routes that he runs, which is a high percentage for a wide receiver to be targeted on when it comes to their routes that they're being run on so basically whenever no offense on the field and he's running a route which is the majority of the time it's like 70 percent of the time he's on the field he's running a route like almost a quarter of those times he's getting thrown the football and the last two weeks he's got 12 targets He's got nine catches. Noah Fan, if he's healthy and ready to go in this one against the Chargers, we just saw last week Greg, Greg Dolchich had that big touchdown catch where the Chargers defense just lost him. Maybe maybe that's a Noah Fan play this week. 
Maybe it is a Noah Fant play. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue against it because again, you, you can you can make several cases for several tight ends. It's just there's so much inconsistency at this position that it's it's very tough to it's very tough to put like I, I went on the that the rant on wasn't so much a rant, it was the the love letter that I wrote doing the uh, the state of the tight end address and and just talking about the position and chasing. Like chasing the tight end is is not an easy thing to do right now. And I mean, it was great back in 2017 when I was doing it. Right. But it's it's the, the the landscape of the position has just it's gone from bad to worse, and the usage rates of tight ends overall have also kind of diminished in that sense. You don't have as many guys who are seeing consistent targets, and so many people sit there and they chase yesterday's points right i mean how many how many people are going to be all in on greg dulcich this week? well let's give up Jets give up the the most fantasy points per game to the tight end position and this dude caught a long touchdown on a nationally televised broadcast so here's the thing right i almost think that you need dulcich is dulcich exposure however you say that last name there because he's 2500 he's stone cold men yes he played 70 percent of the offensive snaps he you yeah. have you have to play him which we said if, if that lends to double tight end flex i think will be super popular this week where you maybe pay up for a kittle and you use dolchik as your flex because it lets you get a lot of guys in your lineup this week <laughs> you could definitely build off of that yes yep so i think i think that's a spot to go i've been kind of playing around with the lineup here as we've been going through and you can definitely you can definitely go there and be different with how you want to go ahead and build your lineups this week going in that direction so if you're not going for a kittle like we talked about or an andrews like we mentioned dolchik stone cold man i think is going to be in a lot of lineups as either a flex or tight end and then there are some good mid-tier guys like ninjoku like Everett, Schultz, you like Tunyon if you're stacking with Rodgers. So I just think you're going to get a lot of combinations like that this week. Yeah, you probably are. You probably are. It's just, it's it's unavoidable to not play a $2,500 tight end like that. So it just, it is what it is. So, all right, defense. Do you like the Jets? I know we just talked Dolchik, but do you like the Jets at 2600 I kind of do. I kind of do. I do. I like the Jets this week. I think that they they make for a solid defensive play just because, I mean, we see Russell Wilson's still taking sacks. The, the, the Denver Broncos haven't scored. I don't think they've scored more than 16 points at, in any game this year. So your, your, your worries and your concerns about running up the score, I think, are, are diminished. I actually like both defenses. I like the, the Denver defense, too. I'm, obviously, I'm a, I'm a big Jets fan, but... I think a lot of people are sleeping on that Denver defense. Yeah, Denver defense is very good. I again, we've seen them shut down some some tough offenses this year. Held the Chargers to to 19 points. They limited the Colts to a t- to less than a touchdown. The 49ers didn't held them down as well. So you're right. Then Denver could be option. I also like the Giants. I just wish that the Giants or the Jets were home instead of both being away. I think one of those two defenses being home would have done them better. Yes, that I agree with. I concur. Other defense, Cowboys? Cowboys, 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 Cowboys? Yeah, Yeah. Dallas for sure. Tampa Bay, top two guys there. Like, those are going to be popular. 
Those are definitely going to be popular. Cowboys will be popular. Bucks will be popular. I don't think anybody's going for the Chargers or the Bengals. Packers could be interesting if you're a, if you're an Heineke guy. I think that that makes it a little bit more interesting. I think Colts, if Shaq Leonard is back, become yeah. a little bit more interesting. And yeah, I think then the Jets. I think that's kind of where I'm at with defenses. Yep, I'm with you there. I made a lineup. I know you have a lineup. Do I mean mm-hmm. to go first or second? I'll go first. Here you go. This is what I said. Going with the uh, the San Francisco stack with uh, with the Jarek McKinnon revenge game oh, narrative. Because also also he's on the field a ton if the if the Chiefs are behind. Sure. So if if I'm playing this stack here. And I think that the, the Niners could actually beat the Chiefs. Then then the narrative plays. So Garoppolo is my QB. I got Josh Jacobs and Kenneth Walker as my two running backs. Debo Samuel, Mike Williams, Michael Gallup, George Kittle, Jarek McKinnon in the flex, and the Jets D. Interesting. Okay. It's a, it's, it's a work in progress. I would not go to war in a GPP with this lineup. <laughs> All right. So you ready for mine? You want to you wanna write it down? You want to commit it to memory? I want to I take a picture of it. I have... You're, gonna, you're just going to screenshot it and send it to me, so that way I can post it in the uh, in the That's example fair. lineup. You can also always just watch the live stream that is going to be posted on YouTube that people are watching right now. You'll be able to see the lineup there also. Quarterback, I also go Jimmy G. Uh, okay. We're spending down here. Austin Eckler at $8,300. Uh-huh. I have Josh Jacobs. As uh-huh. we're running, but very same wide receivers: Debo Samuel, Mal- Marquez Valdez, Scanling, Michael Gallup. Uh, I am okay. going Greg Dolchik at tight end at twenty five hundred. I am uh-huh. using Kenneth Walker in my flex, but could also go to Kittle if I wanted to go in that direction. Also, but gonna go the running back here against the Chargers, and then I have the Dallas Cowboys as my defense, spending up for Dallas against three hundred dollars left over in that lineup as well. So, probably- See, well, that's the thing. There you go. So, if like you went MVS instead of Jarek McKinnon. Mm-hmm. And you paid down at tight end for Dulcich when I have Kittle in here. Correct. So that's really the only. Ek- I spent up for Eckler as well. Oh yeah, yeah you spent up for Eckler. Mm-hmm. How did you spend up for Eckler? I have. Oh, because I have Debo Samuel in mind, and he's like seventy-four. I have Debo. I, I, I have Mike Williams. I have Mike Williams I, in mind. He's I seventy-two. Don't, I don't have Mike Williams. That is correct. There you go. No Mike that's Williams for me. Garoppolo, Eckler, Jacobs, Samuel, Valdez, Scantling, Gallup, Dolchik, Walker. Cowboys defense. Yeah. All right. So that is my lineup. You got Howard's lineup. They'll be in the playbook and example lineups released on Saturday and Sunday. Dartboard's released on Saturday as well. I continue to follow the watch list throughout the week. All the coaches are out there for you all. There, any uh, final words for the people at home? No, I don't think I have final words. I think, again, read the, the intro to the watch list because, again, it's all about learning from the week before. And we had a lot of people win last week, but there's still a, a lot of things that you can learn as we move forward here, again, we were just talking about it. What's the game? Which are the games that everybody's going to be on? And what's that next level game that, you know, that we hit with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase last week? Right. You know, what what's going to what's going to open things up? I think you and I both like the 49ers in, in sort of a, an interesting way. I don't think a lot of people are going to be in on that because I think everybody just looks at Jimmy G as a game manager 18, and not really a GPT upside type guy. Yeah, 18 fantasy points the last two weeks for Jimmy G. It's good enough at 5,500. I'll work it. I like it. All right. Good luck to everybody out there. And uh, John, good luck to you too. Good luck to you too, Howard. Talk to you guys later.